What's the difference between a joke and three dicks? Uh, Tom can't take a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We are streaming live and in color on our YouTube channel for all of our Patreon supporters. Today's guest is Peter DeWitt, founder of Gay Wellness. Gay Wellness is an online platform that connects clients with quality gay massage therapists and wellness practitioners. My name is Tom, and I am your host, and as always, with me are my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. All right. Welcome back, Mr. Missing Boyfriend. Uh, but uh, we're here. We're queer, as always. Uh, and we've got the dish for you. We're excited. We do have yet another guest. Nick, you are on point. You are working it to the bone, girl. What what are you on? Please please share. It's my white people drugs, you know. Your white people drugs. You care to elaborate on that? <laughs> no. 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 She's like, no, no, absolutely not. Um, so how are you, Trish? I'm good. All is well in the land of Oz? Yeah, it was a long weekend. Long yeah. week. But well, next weekend is gonna be yet another long weekend. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be uh, Labor Day. It's hard to say that we're here. We're almost at the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Shut your filthy mouth. Oh, I know. And summer's really not over until the 21st of September when we officially move into fall. So we're just going to just say that Labor Day is just another day. We might grill. We might not do a show next week. I'm just letting you know. Um, but yeah. So that's where we are. So overall, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just been, my life has been family, family, family. My parents have been in town for a month, and they leave this week on Thursday. Wow, it's already a month? I know. Imagine that. Time uh, flies when you're on Prozac. See that? White people uh, drug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been great having them in town, but at the same time, I'm like, okay. When are you going home? Yeah, because every week they want me to drive up to Hartford and have dinner or lunch and then the weekend. So like once during the week and then the weekend. And I'm just like, this is a lot. It is. And then this weekend we went away and saw my godfather in Nyack, New York, which was great. But like, again, it's just like this whole month has been... I don't know. The way you said that sounds very gangsta to me. Like the godfather. Oh my God! Have you seen my Godfather? <laughs> oh, I I saw your Godfather. Um, yeah, he does look like you know, mm. he's he's ready to. Does he to, make offers people can't refuse? He could. Yeah, he could. <laughs> there were some other people in them pictures too. I was like, God damn. Yep, that's yeah. He he looks like he can you know get away with some murder. Oh yeah. No, but he's the best. I love him. <laughs> he looks serious. Yeah. So, so, the, so actually, so he's he's not a, a con. He's not a, a mafioso. That. None of that. That's not true. But but he he is the person that that does. He's an accountant. He files your taxes for you. Does he not? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So so you're well. You look good, by the way. <sighs> I'm fine. You're fine. You're fine. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Jaybird, how are you? <laughs> good. Good. Um. You know, 
<laughs> Go ahead. We never got a chance to ask you last week. Um, how was camping? It was good, actually. Did you have fun? Absolutely. Mm. You know how it goes. It's, it, it, I enjoy it. It's fun. He's a walking it's... HR liability. Let's be honest. <laughs> he had a great time. <laughs> had a great time. Uh I enjoy the, you know, clothing optional part of it. You yeah, get right. to to adult in a different way, you know what I mean? Especially when you live in a household and there's kids around, you can't partake mm-hmm. in the right, right. enjoyment of uh, walking around clothes free. So just having that opportunity for me is a big, you know, I, even though I don't go fully naked. I, that that's that's interesting though. Yeah. You can be a spectator, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll change out in the open and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm running around hiding, but just being able to have that, that you know, that freedom mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> kind of gives you that. Like, I don't know. To me, I like it. I, uh, it's funny because, like, <laughs> since I've been living alone in the morning, I sleep naked. But in the mm-hmm. mornings, I'll wake up and I'll just, like, walk the house naked. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like. Always like a little nervous that somebody's gonna be like, walk out. Hey, Nick. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, shit. I do that every day. And for me, so it's kind of weird for me because, you know, like I, I have no quorums in going outside in my underwear. I go yeah. get my trash cans in my underwear and a tank top every single Friday when they pick up, you know, and for me, it's normal. It's like, I'm clothed, whether it's underwear or I shorts. Mean, you are really close with your neighbors, so. Yeah, with all of them. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's it's it, it's the fact that I'm close. I think it's the fact that they've just, like, given up. They're like, that's not going to change. We're just going to have to deal with that for the rest yeah. of our lives. Eh, one of your neighbors came up to you today and was like, by the way, I'm going to be away for a couple weeks, so mm-hmm. um, if anything goes wrong or if anything happens to the house, here's my son's number i'm like both of her son's numbers actually no but she's nice she's super but i would have nice. been like hold on time out what are their ages and what do they look like <laughs> um i i've met He's them met both. both they're both of age they're both in their like late 20s um and you know my neighbors so they live behind me they're amazing that's all right. Uh, they're amazing, and you know she um, she and her husband um, have one, were one of the first people that I met when I moved here, and um, our dogs sort of kind of spend a lot of time communicating barking. and barking at each yeah. other over the over the fence. So it's like, you know, you're basically family. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah so no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so no, she was just letting me know she was going to go away for two weeks, and so if I didn't see her. Because, you know, we, we do talk over the fence all the time. Then I would know why. Because, you know, my previous neighbor next to me went away on vacation for a week and a half, almost oh, two, didn't right. tell me. That's right. And so by day seven, I was like, if I don't see one person walk out of this house today, I'm calling the cops. I'm doing a wellness check because that means this person went bonkers and they murdered his entire family in the house or maybe it was CO2, I don't know, and and the whole family's dead and I haven't seen them. I was just mortified. And if it wasn't for the fact that his father came over that day while they were on vacation to mow the lawn, I would have called the police and someone would have broken that door down. Wow. Yeah, because I'm, you know, You're I... You're a dedicated neighbor. I am. I, I'm also very nosy. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Mr. Wilson. <laughs> I'm also very very nosy, but, you know, it's it's who I am. And, you know, I, I have been very fortunate yeah. to have it's, it's amazing It's good to know neighbors. your neighbors yeah. and, and be aware. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. No, my neighbors on, on my other side, 
they're great. They're quiet. They they rented the house for a while that they live in, and then they bought it. Well, they did. And then she walks over. She goes, like, guess what we did today? We paid off the house. I was like, you lucky bitch. Shut up. I was like, do you want want to pay mine? Seriously. (laughs) That's all I kept saying. Uh, But no, other than that, you know, I do. I'm very fortunate. Very fortunate. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, can't say the same for a lot of other people, but, you know, you, you... you get back what you put out, right? And yeah. I try to be very um, oh, we know you helpful, put out. and I do put out. If oh. you can give it, you give it. <laughs> of course, you know anything you need from me. If I if it's within my capabilities and my um, she can't abilities, take a joke, but, uh, she can't take a joke. But I can she take wink, three cuts. wink. No, <laughs> no, but I, I do the same thing at home. I, I like I'll go out on my tank top all the wives are boxers. like walking up and down the street yeah. <laughs> tom has all the men in his house mm-hmm. yeah. actually you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> sorry jay you were saying something <laughs> where are we, we our were, husbands yeah we were talking about nakedness <laughs> yeah see we get lost in the sauce very yeah, quick real quick. very quick uh, but i do the same thing as tom does i'll go out and grab the trash cans in my boxers and tank top i don't go shit i'm home I mean, you basically came over today in your boxer, so. Just yeah, pretty above. much. That shit was swinging from one end oh. to the other. I was like, man, he must have like, sprinkled some adobo on that shit today. <laughs> All over the place. Mm. Mm-hmm. He, he hey. sprinkled adobo, some sazon. He was ready to put that shit on the grill. Some salsa. Mm. Some guac. <laughs> some guac. Some guac. <laughs> Speaking of guac, Trish, you brought us a oh. little treat today. Yes. Which I must commend you was absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. So, ca- care to explain what it, what what made you turn into like Betty Crocker all of a sudden? No, I've been cooking a lot lately, and so yeah. last night I have I have two cans of um, chickpeas, and I needed to use them because they were going to expire. Do you know what they're called in Spanish? Chickapida. Chickapida. <laughs> Chickapida. <laughs> What's yellow? Amarillo. No, uh, it, they're called garbanzos. Garbanzos. Pitipua? No? No, what? I thought it was pitipua. Uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's what I've known of as, no? Pitipua. Pitipua. Garbanzos. Garbanzos. Yeah. Garbanzos. Mi yeah. culo es un fuego. <laughs> Yo I'm quiero sure leche <laughs> en mi cara. Are you practicing for our trip to PR? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Yo, mm-hmm. Yo quiero más. ¿Cómo? <laughs> Yo quiero más. I want Please. more. Por oh, favor. my God. Por favor. That would be an epic trip. Oh God, I don't know if I'd come back. Probably not. No, you you'll be like my coworker looking I mean, for I, a place to buy in the island. Like seriously, I retire at this no, point. I would have been stolen and sold. Oh God, no, no, no! They would have returned you within two seconds. Valid. But I mean, Valid. you're practically an indoctrinated Puerto Rican, so you know you would do well on the island mm-hmm. by default. Yeah, I mean, you will already know the moods and you know all the the swings, and you're like, bitch, I got you. I got two crazy Puerto Ricans to sit with me every every week around the table, and we talk shit and we argue, and pop goes the weasel. And yeah, so you know you're pretty much indoctrinated. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd be fine. Yeah, You'd be okay. You'd be okay. Uh, believe it or not, uh, English is a lot more prevalent in the island now. Yes, uh, I I'd say in the past ten years. Yeah, before it was harder. It was like traveling, and and if you didn't know a lot of Spanish. 
it was a bit difficult to get around now everywhere you go everybody's fluent yeah i mean they're if literally people speak slowly enough i can get most of it yeah, yeah. otherwise i get like words here and there yeah. i would yeah. hope we've been hanging around so we've been doing this show for about seven years oh, and i met you is this a bad time two weeks <laughs> <laughs> two weeks uh, and i met you probably like a year before we started the show uh, yeah i think so no because i've been here going on 11 years so You've known me for way too long. <laughs> way too long. No, but um, overall, I think um, I, I think I, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. If seriously. you're in San Juan, you're good. Everybody yeah. speak English. Yeah, okay. no. And one of the one of the little sub Guaynabo, you know, Guaynabo is so, now so, Guaynabo City, right? So this is the thing. So <laughs> they now it to Guaynabo City. All of these, um, you know major hubs in puerto rico are going through this you know americanization of let's change our names to reflect our you know english right and so instead of ciudad guaynabo it's now guaynabo city yeah guaynabo how they city. say city right it's, but, it's but a lot of the street names they're actually buchanan yeah you know yeah, there's <laughs> there are a lot of english names in the streets yeah. I'm, it's just the influence that's been there for ages. I think there's even a, like a Theodore Roosevelt yeah, something Theodore somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's nice. It's nice to catch up with my yeah. bitches. And, and just to <clears throat> finish that up, I uh, I made hummus. Yes, yes. Please. <laughs> thank you. And it was delicious. So he made hummus with with. Care to uh, like give us your, your recipe? That was your spin on it because I've never had it with with basil. It was really yummy. yeah. So I've got a basil plant, and it's coming to that time of the year where you gotta like get rid of all the leaves. So I took some basil, and then the chickpeas, olive oil, little balsamic reduction, and then obviously garlic, like a lot of it. And then hello, I just, I just made it. And it was it was delicious. It was There's still some upstairs. Yeah. I can't wait to put it in my mouth. I'm sure. Mm. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, we have to save some for Jay. <laughs> I was like, no, she'll be fine. No, that, I saw it was uh, barely any left. But oh, you know what? We left you plenty, <laughs> and that's only because I took a little bit and yeah. I put it in my own little dish and I put it away in the fridge. <laughs> oh, we knew for later. No. That's gonna be my snack. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. Snack. It's really good. Yeah, it's really so. good. Yeah, it's very good. It's very healthy. A so. little, a little treat. I like it, and especially when you use fresh garlic because it gives it like mm. that little spicy kick to it when it's still. Oh, I, love I love that, that. about garlic yes. when it's like just a little bit too much, so it's a little spicy. Yes, oh, right on. It's so, just yeah. right on the tongue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good though. It's like a it Puerto is. Rican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spicy enough? No comments. <laughs> Do you know what a Puerto Rican is like? Do you want to care to elaborate on that? One a little spicy on the tongue. <laughs> I was thinking maybe you were talking about another kind of like you know experience with a Puerto Rican. I was like, Nick, are you, you know, holding honestly? Out on like, us? I've got a lot of Puerto Rican friends, but I don't think I've ever slept with a Puerto Rican. Mm. I think some of that craziness you have going on would totally go away. <laughs> Hard facts. What is it like a vaccine? You never know. Never know. It's it's like an aphrodisiac. Uh. She's like, yeah, I'm over it. One of those Spanish boys talking to you in Spanish while he's ragging you around a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the house, being that you now you now live alone. Just running around the house. Yo no sé, yo no sé. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No me diga. 
pues diga. Dame más. I don't know. Oh boy. You would be like, paciencia y fe. You would need a lot of that, trust me. All right, well, listen. Um, do we have any stories that we want to cover before? Lo siento. Lo siento. I'd be like, girl, let me tell you. I can't. I can't. I had to kick that boy out. <laughs> I cannot with you guys. Um, oh so, do we have anything that we want to talk about before we move on to anything else? Do you have something you want to talk about? I do. Well, I mean, I have a Go couple ahead. of things. You know, f- first and foremost, I want to talk about. Um, you know, gun violence. Uh, today we had an incident, of course, in oh. the University of North Carolina, uh, where they. <sighs> I think it was one shot fired and the entire North Carolina police force um, converted in at the University of North Carolina. Thankfully, they've identified a suspect or someone of interest and they haven't reported as of yet any fatalities, which is amazing and great. Um, But it's disturbing, right, to see that, you know, things are like this yet continue to happen and nothing. We're doing nothing. No no gun control reform legislation is being presented neither by the by the republicans which is to be expected but neither by the democrats and i'm not hearing anything on this it's just like i'm really disappointed in in a lot of um the lack of of our ability to take this pan because it is in a sense a pandemic of sorts yeah. an epidemic and or an epidemic thank you uh, there was a uh, one faculty member that was uh, killed, fatally shot. <sighs> Thank you. See, it's the suspect is in custody. Well, that's a, that's good news, yeah. uh, but it's disturbing, you know. And we're starting to see a lot of these things like this. You know, obviously this is this is a university campus, this is a university town, and so things like this can you know quickly be a lot worse than. You know they happen. I mean, you when we think about um, VTech, right? When you think about all of these other university campuses, and where shootings like this have happened, and even over the course of the last two years, it's disturbing. But I know not only that. You know, I mentioned that only because more and more we're seeing increased violence in the wake of these four indictments for the former dumbass freaking president that used to be you actually hashtag not mine um you know in light of this you're starting to see people start reacting and it's not you know a a group of people it's individual loners that are starting to do things that are really starting to scare and and put people on notice of the fact that you know our ability to hold people accountable for things that they do when they break the law is also encouraging people who follow this this dumbass to commit acts of violence um, in his name, right? To defend the fact that they still believe that this man won the 2020 election and that everything that he's been spewing throughout the course of the last two, you know, two, three years since that such election um, is, is disturbing. And we're starting to see a lot more attacks in our LGBTQ plus community as a result. Uh, case in point, what I really wanted to talk about was a story that, um, you know, coming out of New Jersey, where New Jersey families literally uh, who were attending a drag queen story hour with children were evacuated because of a bomb threat at the location where this was happening. And and you say to yourself, I'm like, you know, 
you, you have a shooting in, in North Carolina. You have, you know, these bomb threats happening in, in several places throughout the U.S. And, and now in New Jersey. And, and you start thinking to yourself, like, when is this going to be enough? Well, honestly, I think what, you know, with everything going on with Donald Dump, right? I love that you call them that. Thank you. You're welcome. I think what the country needs to see is that everybody is held accountable. So, like, yes, he had a mugshot. Yes, he's been arraigned. But, like, we need to see action taken, right? Oh, of course. People need to understand that you know, behavior like this will be met with repercussion. Right. And it hasn't been yet. Right. You know, and he's been getting away with everything and he thinks he can throw money at things. And people think, you know, and it's not even his money. No, but like people with power can get away with shit. So now all of these people that follow him are like, well, he's in my corner. I'll get away with it. Right. Thinking that, Hey, if I do this, I'll probably get a pardon. Right. Right. And And I think he's also counting on a Republican president to pardon him as well. Right. I mean, th- there's a lot of options for him, uh, but the problem is that, you know, crimes that are committed in state, in in specific states that are not related to something federal, can't be pardoned by a president. Right. Right. So, for example, out of all of the four different indictments that he has um, received thus far, he's got one in Miami, he's got one in D.C., one in New York. One on Gay Talk. One on Gay Talk, of course, you know, because we indict that man every day. Um, in this house. Um, and then now the, the charges, the, the racketeering charges that were brought to, um, you know, against him and 19, a total of 19 people, right? Co-conspirators that were brought up um, in Georgia, in, in Fulton County, Georgia. The Georgia case is the one and only one that he cannot just pardon himself on should this man be elected back into the presidency, which I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I'm being very realistic. He didn't win the 2020 election and it wasn't because of fraud. It was because the man is just can't win. And the people that he supported left and right lost in those last, um, you know, elections that we had for the midterms. And so it is clear that this man, you know, is going nowhere and nowhere fast. Um, But nonetheless, you still have these people that are committing these crimes and these violent attacks on on other citizens of the United States in in his honor. It's almost like I don't understand what the allure. Maybe I do. And it's just maybe I've been ignorant to the fact that, you know, it's like he woke up racist America and said it's okay for it to be racist and go out there and do what it is that you need to do to keep me in power. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't want to be ignorant to that fact. I'm like, I don't understand what the allure is, but in a sense, I do. The the fact that when he was running for election Mm -hmm. and there was an actual video of him saying, grab him in the pussy. By the pussy, yeah. Or by the pussy. And and it was still something that was like, eh. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That, That alone... You know, when they say red flags, <laughs> that that was the biggest fucking red right. flag right there. For well, that, so, and he said he could, you know, <clears throat> shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Yeah, right. yeah and blood. get away with it, and no get away problem. With it. So, I mean, it, it's you could already tell where this was heading from, from the get-go. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? What bothers me, I think, the most is that <clears throat> there was a moment, especially during Obama, right, where we were feeling empowered. Right. We were feeling forward movement and now more and more even in connecticut 
we find ourselves meeting and facing discrimination and people that are coming out of the woodwork that think that it's okay to say whatever the fuck they want to say or, you know, hurt whoever the fuck they want to hurt because of the rhetoric this man created. Right. I mean, the reality is, did I talk about this on the show? I don't know if I really should, but I recently had an encounter with a colleague um, and it was a weird encounter. And I was like, what's going on here? And I had talked to another uh, colleague or friend of mine, and and they were like, well, I know what's going on here. He's homophobic. And I was like, what? I've never dealt with something like this before in my, right. in my professional career. And they were like, well, you know, with the rhetoric as it is, you know, people feel more comfortable being true to how they feel. Right. Even if it goes against to like social norms or not wouldn't say social norms, but social movements. Right. Um, and I was floored that in 2023 in Connecticut, which is a purple blue state, I actually dealt with something like that right. at the age of 36. Right. And it's, it's disturbing, you know, in, in many ways, but it just also opens your eyes to the fact that, you know what, we, sh- we, we can't fall asleep to, or we can't become, um, what is the word I'm looking complacent. for? Complacent. Oh my God. Thank you. Jay. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. We cannot come complacent, uh, become complacent to the fact that this is possible in any of the 50 U.S. states. We're starting to see things happening all over. I mean, New Jersey, for the most part, is part of the tri state area. Um, you know, it was one of the first states that signed on for marriage equality, for God's sakes. You know, so it's, it's always been a, a, a very, you know, uh, transitional um, part of the tri-state area, and and to see things like bomb threats occurring in a building full of children mm-hmm. is disturbing, to well, say the least. Yeah, and I think you're going to see that a lot in the Northeast, mainly because we're not kowtowing to not allowing people to have these drag brunches <clears throat> and these yep. um, uh, right. readings with kids in a library so like i am not surprised by it um and i think that okay you know i I just think that like uh we'll continue to see it until somebody like is in power and people get behind uh, a rhetoric that is more obama like right and sadly obama come back please come back come back chat we'll never let go all right well listen uh we do have a guest we have to be respectful so before um we can bring our guest in we do need to take a break so we'll leave you and when we come back on the other end we're gonna have our guest peter do join us uh we will be right back All right, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. Joining us now, of course, is our guest, Peter DeWitt. He's the founder of Gay Wellness. Gay Wellness is an online platform that connects clients with quality gay massage therapists and wellness practitioners. I'm going to bring him into the live stream, and I want to go ahead and take an opportunity to just welcome Peter to the show. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you hear and see me okay? Yeah, uh, we can. Thank you so much. Um, before we get started, as you know, I have a tendency to forget to do this. Uh, I want you to get familiar with who's in the studio with me. So uh, my name is Tom um, and I host a show with these two crazies that sit on either side of me. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, Peter. I'm Nick. And? Hi, Javier Norjay. 
And thank you for All joining right. us. So yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So, Peter, before we get started, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we can jump in and talk about gay wellness, uh, which I believe is just a great service. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll try to keep it brief and say I grew up in Mexico City um, and then moved to Nashville when I was a teenager, um, moved out to California when I was 20 to live in a spiritual community. Uh, kind of like a yoga ashram situation in Orange County of all places. And that's kind of where actually I came out. Uh, so I didn't, I was mostly attracted to women growing up. So late bloomer on the, on the homo side. And, uh, <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, um, got into, so I, you know, I got into stuff, you know, yoga, meditation, healing, therapy, all this stuff when I was in my twenties out here in the land of fruits, fruit and nuts, as they call as my dad likes to call it. Um, Lord have mercy. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, multiple meanings there. And um, so anyway, I just, uh, you know, I was a piano teacher for a long time, to be honest, I was a musician. And then um, when I was uh, 30, I, um, well, I moved up to the Bay area, San Francisco to, to pursue wellness stuff. And, I was, you know, did this training, that training, this training, the other. And finally, it was a massage that kind of kind of clicked as far as like being able to put money on the table. So um, I, I, I was listing on several websites of these gay massage um, directories. And um, I started seeing that, that there could be uh, an improvement, you know, something new, a need for something new. Um, something more comprehensive around wellness, not only massage, but other categories uh, as well. So uh, two and a half years ago, I started uh, gaywellness.com after, you know, just kind of uh, talking to a lot of uh, friends. And so um, I moved back down to LA to, to really launch it. And that's kind of where I have been. I'm actually up in the Bay Area currently, but um, I kind of do more traveling now. But yeah, um, I, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Did you find that there was a need for uh, a site like this where um, individuals in the LGBTQ plus community could go, and there would be a hub where people can actually find a gay massage therapist or whatnot? I mean, you said it so better than I would say it right now. Um, but a hub is a great is a an online platform. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it, I think it could be a little bit more of a community right now. It is more literally like, um, you know, like a like a like a hub. Like you can find anyone and everyone. I mean, there are eight categories, right? So let's see if I can get them: uh, massage, uh, fitness, yoga, hair, skin care. So that's all your barbers, all your male groomers. Um, and then uh, uh, like health and wellness is kind of like your cat, your broad miscellaneous. You get everything from acupuncturists, physical therapists, chiropractors. So we're at four. We got life, co- life coaches, um, all kinds of coaches, really executive coaches, business coaches, um, spiritual coaches, relationship coaches. Um, and then the psychotherapy is, is its own category. We have, you know, I would say about 20 or 30 psychotherapists on there. And then the um, resorts and spas is kind of a newer category. So gay resorts and spas. Um, and then the um, there's one more. What was it? Oh, yeah. Like love and matchmaking, which I mean, it just turns out there are a good handful of like, you know, gay matchmakers out there. So 
That is true. I mean, we have a lot of different, you know, platforms that one can turn to. I mean, even Facebook jumped on the whole bandwagon of, you know, Facebook dating, etc. So it's always good to be able to see that, you know, you have a, a repository of of places that you can specifically go to that cater to the gay community because as we know facebook is an open open platform for a lot of different people but before we dive into the website um i want to ask a question and go back to to uh, you personally you literally went from growing up in mexico city to tennessee and can you tell me a little bit about um how that what was that transition like uh, yeah. So, cause my parents are missionaries, so they work for the church. So they were always doing their church thing, which I wasn't really into. Um, but, um, I was more like into playing soccer and getting into trouble, but, um, you know, I mean, Mexico city, especially back in the eighties and nineties, I mean, God it was, I mean, it was so different than it is now. Now it's all the trendy and all the gringos want to be there. But back then it was, um, you know, I mean, it was a very, you know, it's still, you know, very machismo culture, um, you know, a very like boys don't cry kind of situation. And I was the only green, I was the only American in my school. So um, I, I mean, I always just grew up feeling like a little different than the other boys. Um, but I, you know, and I had a queerness about me like a, that I didn't have any words for at the time. So I just felt um, yeah, I just felt different, but I, I mean, at the same time, I also felt like I am like the other boys, like I play soccer, you know, and I, 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 you know, I liked, you know, I like to, I'm a boy, you know, I, I wasn't really like a girly, 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 girly boy. Although I think I had some of those tendencies, but they came out later in life. So then when I moved to Nashville, which was very like, you know, football jockey kind of, uh, culture, very sports centered, um, it was like, they were just like, well, who is this guy? He's in a, he's a Mexican. Like we can't, they couldn't relate to me there. So it was, it was this theme of always feeling kind of like the odd one out, like, like the, di- like the different kid, whether it was in Mexico or in, you know, as a teenager in, in, in the United States. And then you also have the other, you know, the layer of having missionary parents. What was that like when you came out and when you came to terms with yourself? <laughs> I mean, it was not great when I first came out when I was in my mid twenties. Um, and you know, I think at first, like it was, it wasn't like horrendous or fire and brimstone, but it was just kind of like disappointing, I think. Um, but then I just didn't really, I was at such a young early point in my coming out that I didn't, um, really know how to handle it. So I think I just went into like, okay, whatever, just move on. Um, and so I think my parents for the first few years just kind of tried to think it was a phase. Mm-hmm. And over the years I started realizing, Oh, they think this is a phase. And for me, it was like, no, this is not a phase. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I went through a lot over the last, actually the last decade has been like, you know, there were a few years where I didn't talk to them. Then there were a few years where um, I had all these conversations with other uh, Christian gay counselors to really to really unpack the, because my, my parents are loving people. They are, they're not hateful people. Um, my mom's sister's a lesbian. They want all of us to get along, but they just have like a very kind of like, which most, I think mainstream Christian people do. They have a very surface level understanding mm-hmm. of what their own scriptures are even telling them 
Uh, they don't understand that, you know, the word homophobia was invented in the 1860s in Germany or, right. you know, they, they, they don't, they haven't really gone deep probably because it, it, they were never forced to, but for, for someone like me, you know, I went on this long journey of really going deep into the scholarship because I mean, my dad, he's someone who, you know, he went to the theological seminary and all that. So we had to have a lot of very difficult, but enlightening and ultimately beneficial conversations that ultimately have drawn us closer together. Um, you know, yeah. they'll never, they'll never, they'll never be in uh, marching down the pride parade. But I can tell them any and everything about my my queer life, and it's we're in a different place now. Well, that's wonderful. That is so clearly <clears throat> you took this uh, spiritual j- journey yourself, where because I know like yoga and and I used to work at Kripalu, which is a yoga wellness center up in yeah. Massachusetts, um, and I know that it's it's not just uh, you know. Uh, uh, a style of life. It's literally like a lifestyle, right? It's also like a journey, a spiritual journey for a lot of people. So how, when it comes to actual religion versus yoga wellness and that type of lifestyle, how do you now identify as a gay man? Oh, I mean, I've always been, um, you know, a yogi and I have a very strong Hindu background. I guess Hindu is a really loose word, but yeah, it's like a classical tantra, um, you know, orientation. And so that, that, that part was something that we also fought about for many years, but that's given that I was already from a teenager, well, already since I was a young kid, rejecting their kind of dogma and just finding out on my own. And I had a few bizarre experience, spiritual experiences as a teenager that forced me to question everything. And I just landed in this kind of interfaith Hindu worldview, which I, studied for many years, trained in yoga. So I, I mean, we, we already had, it was almost like we had that beef first <laughs> yep. and then later came the LGBT beef, LGBT, LGBT beef. Anyway, uh, it didn't work. My, where's didn't the work. beef? You, know, <laughs> you tried, you tried. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, you know, we have these really interesting conversations or semi-interesting conversations where my daddy's just like, He's just very entrenched in his thing. And I try to, I try to meet, we try to have these conversations about Christianity, but I'm coming from a very like oriental worldview of like, you know, karma and reincarnation and right. he's not. So, right. so, it, it, you know, I, I just kind of, I'm like, I already know, I don't I already know what I'm getting into there. Right. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing about religion, right? Is that there's so many different flavors of religion. There's so many different flavors of spirituality and <laughs> You get to, in a sense, you know, take what you want and do with that information and what you learn what you will, right? And there's been a lot of controversy, for example, with medicine and holistic approaches to healing the body. And I'm interested in finding out what your take is on on the holistic approach, right? Because yoga, when you think about yoga, when you think about, you know, the therapies and, and massage therapy and all of these other physical, um, beneficial physical forms of 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 healthcare and, and self-care and repair, they're completely different from what the medical community typically yeah. advocates for. So could you speak a little bit more about um, why you chose the more holistic path rather than... Well- I'll speak through my journey because what, like, I, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to say that I have um, any kind of, you know, insight that could be taken as advice. Um, but the level at which I can say speak is like my personal experience. So I would say both, both have benefit. And let me be really specific on what I mean by that, because it is, it is, uh, it is, it does need to get granular for, for different people, for different reasons. Um, so my journey is one of where as a teenager, I was actually clinically diagnosed with narcolepsy, um, which, you know, my parents were, God bless them. They were taking me all around hospitals and, um, doctors in Nashville trying to figure out what was going on with me, what's eating Gilbert grape. And, um, you know, none of them really knowing, but kind of, you know, prescribing me all these different meds, which just, you know, I just felt like a zombie. Um, and then, so when I, I moved out to, um, California and I lived in this ashram and I, I actually ended up throwing out all those meds and, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, getting on a, you know, a totally vegan raw diet and meditating and, um, you know, just having this really clean lifestyle, doing a lot of purification, a lot of detox, so all the holistic things, um, started, you know, started going to therapy. But then over the years for me, this, this thing of like, um, a mild, um, different, different fate. I've had different phases, even up until the last few years of like this kind of, um, these nervous system upheavals. Uh, lately, it was one of anxiety. It's where actually, so 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 I study trauma somatic therapy. So I, I can talk about it from that point of view. Where narcolepsy is actually a a symptom of um, profound dissociation, right? Which is leaving the body, not feeling safe, being in my body. It's really that would be the more kind of uh, you know holistic way of looking at it. And so, what's good for for a nervous system in those conditions is just doing lots of somatic therapy, lots of nervous system, emotional regulation. That being said, there's also a lot to be said for symptom reduction, which in my case, I needed Lexapro and Wellbutrin as a certain SSRIs. So I would say actually at one point, those really, I mean, I had so much anxiety. I mean, those saved my life. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I believe in psychedelics, I, psychedelic psychotherapy. I believe in all the things, yoga, meditation, good lifestyle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good lifestyle, good diet, mm -hmm. et cetera. But I don't think that always those are going to be all of the answer. I mean, I've known, I could name off like two or three other people I know who have tried all the holistic things, but really were, were lacking some kind of Western medicine, psychiatric diagnosis and vice versa. So in my life, I had first the psychiatric that was the psychiatric diagnosis was supposed to cure all, but it wasn't. And then it was like, well, all holistic, but then that was not. So now I, I think it's just a, a for whom and for when, which is another way of saying, you know, at, for certain people at certain times, you know, this approach is going to be better. But then I think always having some kind of holistic, I mean, even Jeff, if, if it's just like a really healthy diet, right? Like that's just a great place to start. I think most everybody could and probably should be in some form of talk therapy or life coaching. Um, I mean, I, those are kind of like my, my, you know, and some kind of physical exercise or movement or, you know, yoga, something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, amazing. yeah, I'm, a, yeah, I'm a stickler, but I'm also not like a purist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Did you find when you were talking about narcolepsy and how it almost is like you're trapped and want to escape from your own body, did you find that when you actually came out and accepted yourself and accepted everything that it means to be gay, that it actually got 
better without meds or did you? Still- yes. No, the meds were, I mean, I will say in my case, I feel like for me coming out, um, is like, has been like a six year process. So, and, and, and that the coming out has been multi level, like multi-stage multi-level part of that is just because I've also been figuring out who I am. Part of that is just because of how, um, a nervous system for it to reset its sort of, um, we call global setting, you know, um, like, um, that takes time. So, um, yeah, yeah. The answer is yes, but over a long period of time. (laughs) That's amazing. So uh, now I want to go back to, to uh, the services that you're providing at, uh, gay wellness.com. So you, you, you take all of this, you know, experience that you've had, you know, given straddling both, you know, medical and holistic, and you, you decide to, to create a repository where people can go and find services that are um, beneficial to the human body, to the human spirit, to the human soul. And you put them all together. How do you go about uh, getting all the resources put together to, to put such a, an incredible service like this because it, it's very hard to do to get people to come on board. And then also like vetting all the practitioners. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. And I wish I could say every single practitioner has been vetted. Most of them have. Um, I mean, it's just like, you know, cause, cause the thing is that if I like, I've, I've thrown up a few profiles on there without contacting the owner, which is called claim directory listings. It's, it's a, you can do it. It's legal. It's not, it's not anything illegal. You're just driving business to them. But ultimately that is not um, effective because (laughs) they have, they're going to have a lot of questions about their profile, how to use it, their site. They also, um, you know, they need to pay. And if, if they, even if it's 10 bucks a month, you know, so it's, it's not, it doesn't cost a whole lot to be um, on the site, but if they're, you know, that relationship does need to be there. So what I do is, you know, I plant myself and, you know, and like in LA and West Hollywood, I really started with West Hollywood. So I just, every day would just kind of go out and talk to a barber and have a conversation with a, you know, like a, you know, an acupuncturist or something and book a session over here, book a session over there. Um, and you know, just really grow it organically and, uh, do a lot of email outreach. The email outreach isn't, isn't the easiest either a phone call sometimes work works, but the thing is, is it's, it's a new concept. There's not really like, there's no, you know, gay, I don't know, like gay barber psych directory. So, so a lot of, yeah. So a lot of it is just kind of like the face to face and, um, we do events as the other thing that we started to do about a year ago. So um, we've done three, four, three or four like of these larger events where we sell, I don't know, a hundred tickets for like 20 bucks and people come and it's kind of wellness fair. And maybe we have some comedians. We have a ton of different like workshops and events. Um, we did one at the Tom of Finland house. We did some at the AT center in LA, which is kind of a, um, we're LGBT recovery center in LA We're and then I also do these like uh, massage exchanges for professional massage therapists only. So kind of like a, a little like industry, uh, shop talking shop, you know, and then just doing massage exchanges mm-hmm. with each other. We have our first San Francisco one coming up tomorrow night. And then we have our first one in Sonoma County next week. And then we have one in Austin next month. So, 
Um, yeah, just little by little, you know, but like, to be honest, there's also this other thing of like, like I traveled all over Europe for three months, um, a bunch of cities and I, I maybe shook hands with like four or five massage therapists, you know, got a few massages and they got on, but then they got on and somehow with the SEO, it just rose up in Google, the London page, the gaywellness.com slash London. And all these guys just started adding their profiles on there. I guess it just kind of, it's one of those things where like, I didn't do any marketing for London, nothing, right. no ads, no SEO. And it just popped up, up like number two or three in Google. Mm. And so guys just started making profiles. So it kind of, it's kind of taken off there without any effort. So yeah, I don't know. I, I do, I, I do I have, have, a, a, I have a quick question. Go for it. <laughs> um, being that you're from, uh, you know, originally moved over from Mexico city. Are you, do you have anything in place for the Latino population? So, I mean, Mexico's a funny beast because so there, the Latino countries have these, um, it's a, it's a wild, wild west where like all the masseurs have Instagram and they have, that's how they get their work. And especially Mexico city, not so much Guadalajara, not so much Cabo or like other places where like, you know, I'm like, Hey, yo, what's up on tu perfil? And they're like, okay, but they don't like, they've never had any directory, like zero exactly, websites. Yeah. So, so they're kind of like a little bit mistrusting. And so I need to go down there and, and do that. But like, there's also a lot of Google competition because all these uh, local gay massage uh, studios, they're competing for Google. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I've just, I'm just trying to, it's, I'm trying to focus on like three or four cities because otherwise it gets, I get spread too thin. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I, I do want to uh, make an observation. So it looks like you, you've gotten some significant buy-in. You know, obviously your 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 travels to Europe were fruitful because I mean you've got people in London, Amsterdam. You think about for for example Berlin, Paris, um, Barcelona, right? Yeah. Um, so, so you have members that are joining uh, your service and and to look for for different services that you know your website can direct them to. You. And you also have a lot of buy-in in, in places like Los Angeles, Chicago, you know, San Diego, obviously the California market, Texas out of all places. But I see nothing in the Northeast. What's up with that? Well, I mean, uh, let's just put it this way. Um, let's say that like four out of the whatever nine cities you just said, I don't know. Um, I have not even really scratched the surface of like the kind of content. Like when I say content, I mean local in-depth, um, you know, blogging and uh, informational content resource creation, building up that city page, we call it like the city page for Chicago, for example. There's a lot of work that I'm behind on that I haven't even gotten to. So mm -hmm. just trying to, to there, there, there are like four or five different um, uh, ways to fail. And one way to fail is to just spread my money too, too fast, too quick. So I'm, I'm really kind of bootstrapping this, right? So right. The money that comes in from the business, it goes right back into the business. And it's just really me. And I hire out like four or five guys to help me. And, and like, for example, Austin, right? So like why Austin? Well, one of the biggest reasons why Austin is because Daly is there. Daly is this guy. He's, uh, he just, he got, um, you know, he got, he started doing Thai massage, put his ad on and he saw this is so great. And he's, he's gotten 30 guys on there in Austin. Right. Like, so he's kind of going around not on doors but because i have him there that means i can count on him and we can really grow the network he already hosted a massage exchange but like with new york right so it's like no i need to save up all my pennies i need to move to new york miami 
and do it right. Where are you guys, by the way? <laughs> we are actually in Connecticut. Okay, so we're gonna work out a deal after this call, right? <laughs> of course, yeah, of sure, course, of course. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you each a thousand dollars, and you're gonna go get massages. How's that? Sound? <laughs> we'll do it. No, no. I and, and I guess that's my next question to you. You know, as as a person who's trying to create this, I, what I think is an amazing directory, right? Where gay men, queer men, uh, people in our community can go and find services that are directed and performed by people in our community to support our community. How can we help you? Is the question? I mean, I mean, honestly, I was thinking. Like, I was also yeah. thinking, Doctor G. Oh yeah, right, one hundred percent. Get him on that yeah. directory. Damn it. Yeah, because listen, man. <laughs> if if some, let's say Connecticut. So I know there's a couple guys. Actually, there's two guys in Hartford. I don't know if they're still their purpose. It should be still on the site. But like, for example, Connecticut. Like, you know, it, let's get the first ten guys on the site, and then all I need to do is some optimization and pay a few hundred dollars and get a Google business entity established in that location. And then boom, traffic starts building. And then within a few months, traffic will start building. But like, for example, if, if a guy in the middle of, you know, Idaho right now, or, you know, even, even there's a couple of New York guys, they got on there and they're not getting traffic. Then, then what's going to happen is they're going to just kind of be like, ah, and I'm going to be like, well, I can't charge them because there's no point in charging anybody if they're not right. getting traffic. Right. So it, it has to be a little bit of a critical mass. That's why I really need to like go. This is just, I think, for this next year, like eventually, like there's going to be some tipping point where everywhere in the country, anywhere you type in anything, gay massage, gay therapist, gay wellness, gay wellness will come up number one for everything. But right now. Now we're in that awkward growth where right. it's only popping up for certain cities. So, so I would say that, yeah, like as soon as there's like just a handful, like I would say like five massage therapists, like imagine you're a gay guy and you, and you just want some resources. You get on a city page, you want to see at least five massors because, you know, maybe only three or four are going to be available at any given day. And then, you know, like a chiropractor and a physical therapist and a barber and, you know, like a couple gay therapists and then maybe a spa and then boom. And then, you know, a, a lot of those, I can also just call on the phone, but like just having, and then two guys who I know and have communication with, because if I don't have any communication with them there, that's also a lost cause. So just having that communication is key. You right. Know? And so the, the other, the other part of that is too, is so I'm a business owner. I own a, um, a masseuse studio, right? Where people can go and get massages. And I want to join your service. How do I go about doing that? And what is that process like? Oh, it's easy. I mean, there's a, there's a join us page. You choose your category. So you'd be joining under the massage category. Um, everybody gets a free month trial, a free trial. And so you have to put in your credit card, but there's a free month trial. Uh, I've never had any problems with, you know, credit credit card charges or anything like that. But um, it eventually is, you know, first of all, what would happen is you would put on your profile and then you you go in, you put in your photos. We have a pretty um, well-optimized system that where the profile is 100% customizable. You can add your website link, which already boosts your SEO, by the way, is having a link on a niche relevant. What does that mean? It's gay related. So because you're a gay man, gay business, Google will see that, oh, wow, you're listed on another authoritative gay site. So that's going to boost your SEO just by having your link. We're the only gay directory that allows external links. You put your social media links on there. You can customize your, your photos however you want, like kind of like a Facebook profile. You can have a, a background photo. You can have an image gallery. You can put photos inside the body of the bio. You put in your rates, all your amenities, your hours, your background education. We have a personal blog. 
And we really encourage the use of the blog because the blog articles get filtered to the homepage. So I always say like, that is a secret free super. And those who know, they know what's up. They use it like they'll blog on something about relevant to their, you know, to their service. And then that will show up on the homepage. They'll get like a hundred views and they can just put a link to their profile. Um, We have um, also, we have an Instagram where like any practitioner who's with us as a paid member, we feature them on our Instagram and that gets, you know, some exposure. We have a few thousand followers. It's not huge, but it's a high level of engagement. Um, We have a newsletter as well. So they could possibly be featured on the newsletter. Um, If they do an event, if they throw an event and it's sponsored by us or somehow helps us, we feature that event in our newsletter. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think one of the things that we saw with the other directories that so far have gone unnamed um, are, is that we can't, you know, we really try to care. We care about, about the practitioner. We want, we want to do everything and anything, you know, like maybe you need help with your Google business. Maybe you need help with headshots. Like we'll hook you up. We got guys in the area who, you know, who we've got, who can help you with that, that stuff, you know? So that's amazing. That, I mean, I, I think that again, the business model can work. It's just a matter of getting the buy-in uh, from the communities um, that want to serve specific, you know, members yeah. of, of our community. And I think, I think it's wonderful um, what you're doing. I, I think uh, the last question that I have um, for you um, is, you know, once things are going, it's like, where do you go next with, with a, a service like this? Because I have to tell you, I go to your website and I pull up gaywellness.com. And the first thing I'm presented with is is a website that's, very, in a sense, it's almost soothing. You have, a, you have a gentleman on the webpage and his eyes are closed and he's just sort of kind of like, you know, looking internally and... It's a nice stock image. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's insanely like effective because the moment you pull up the website, it's zen. That's what you feel. So whoever designed your website, if it was you, congratulations cuz it's working. No. Yeah, they I I mean I helped, but they yeah, had some really good branding designers and um yeah, we we kind of borrowed from this site called Treatwell that's uh in Europe and they have, you know, beauty and hair salons and yeah, we just wanted. To, that's kind of the feeling that we're going for is that Zen feeling. So you're you're asking like, where do we go from from here? Yeah, like what are your dreams? What are your hopes? What are I mean, next steps? I mean, honestly, I, I guess like, so it's just, you know, obviously the site needs to to grow, and I want it to become the dominant like, uh, like the you know like the hub for wellness advice for and resources you know I mean obviously if it's like if you're looking for testing and HIV stuff go to the LGBT center I mean we're not we're not trying to we're just an online resource for any gay practitioner to be found so that's that's the right. first thing and right. we're at we're at 700 practitioners and you know growth is is steady and part of the steady growth and not the like crazy growth is that like um, everything grows in a really trustworthy and organic way and that right. we get the right guys on there. Something about a city is like, if you get the right first 10, 15, 20 guys on there, it really affects the, it sets the tone for, mm-hmm. for who else is going to get on there. Um, and so we really do want to kind of be careful about, we don't want just anyone on there. So I guess after that, I mean, I think what is really most alive are the live events because, I mean, there's so much to do with like, if, if, you know, 
if the only place that we have in our culture and gay culture is um, is are the is you know alcohol and sex, which by the way I'm very sex positive and I don't mind a drink here and there, um, but like you know we need other spaces as well where we can drop in and connect. So whether it's like a a singles mixer where you really get to you know feel into you know get etiquette on intimacy dating dating stuff you know talking about how hard it is to date and just really so like or you know a massage exchange event or a tantra workshop or like a big kind of like we're trying to plan a summer camp for gay men so like kind of the summer camp that you never had as a gay man um but like at a huge you know so i think there's a lot with live events and that we could do that will really hopefully change you know give give something else besides like i said just the gay bars um, I know what you're going <laughs> to say. Camp. So if you want to, you want to talk about it, that's fine. Yeah. Well, there's actually several gay camps that I've, uh, there's one that I go to in Pennsylvania, um, which does a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, functions on the week, pretty much all week. Uh, but th- that would be a great location, uh, location to yeah. start. And there's, I know in this area, in this, in that area, in the Poconos area, there's three campgrounds that are gay inclusive, um, or member only, um, and cater just to the LGBTQ communities, which is great. Something to add to the listing, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, resort, spa, uh, whatever. Yeah, the yeah. resort spas. Um, I'm thinking Dr. G. I'm thinking the center. You know, oh yeah, yeah, all stuff that could be added on. So many ideas, right? Yeah. So many ideas. Yeah. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Like I said, you know, what you're doing um, is, is something that you know is needed. We don't have like I can't go into a website. Well, I can now, right? And well, at least not in the North East yet. But you're working on that. Working on it. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't go into a website and say, you know what? I want someone that I can trust. I want a gay masseur. I want to go get a massage, or I want to have you know a session with you know a therapist that can cater specifically to the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Um, Ed. Oh my God, Ed from DC. Decker. Ed Decker. No, no, it's not Ed Decker. Um, whatever. Anyway, um, Ed has you know has mentioned, hey, you know, I'm I'm listed Stern. on a couple. Ed Stern. There you go. Got Thank it. you. Um, uh, he's based out of DC. He's you know he's doing a lot of great work uh, with with therapy and and he's a therapist and. You know, it's it's hard to really find a centralized location where you can find services specifically catering to the uniqueness that is and, and the vastness that is our community, right? And when you find that, you, you have to support that. You have to be able to say, okay, you know what? Let's connect. Let's network and, mm-hmm. and try to leverage the fact that we're trying to do something amazing for our communities. Yeah. And I think that's what you're doing. And this is, yeah, it's really important too because like when we talk about, um, you know, when we need to go see a doctor, when we need to go see a therapist or massage therapist, whatever it is, a lot of people not just the LGBTQ plus community, but people in general don't feel like they can shop around Mm -hmm. and like having a central location where you can be like, Oh, I like, I'll give you an example. I got fired by my therapist, but that was, (laughs) that was just because my insurance changed. Right. So now I'm looking for a new therapist and it's been really difficult because I want a a gay therapist. Right. Um, And finding one, it's difficult. You want to shop around. You want to meet the right people. If you had a hub where everything is right there for the LGBTQ plus community, it would be so supportive and special. I, and that, and I'm glad you mentioned doctors because, and the doctors one is, is a little tricky. I mean, eventually I think, you know, having, yeah, like 
um, medical doctors um, and um, and dentists. I mean, that is such a huge pain point, you know, in our community where, mm-hmm. I mean, just how many gay guys have, you know, just been like, you know, I, I want to talk to my doctor about prep and he doesn't acknowledge it or know anything about it. I mean, that's so like, how do you know, I go on Kaiser, I'm on Kaiser and there's no, there's no filter for LGBTQ doctor. There's no filter mm-hmm. for that. So, so, um, I guess what I'll just say since, you know, you have, you know, your listeners are listening in is that like, I mean, I'm one guy with a small budget and yeah, over time it can grow and I'd love to grow it, but I'm also super open to collaboration and there are ways of collaborating in which, yeah, it might be like putting it up a little bit of money up front, but that could come back to you and the collaborator or investor Mm -hmm. um, in ways down the road. So yeah, I I totally, I mean, if it's the right fit, I'm open to that just Mm -hmm. because like, I realize it's eight categories. I mean, if it was just one category, just massage, I mean, they're like what a hundred cities all over the world. I mean, it would take me the rest of my life to do on my own. So at some point I need to expand and, you know, expand right now. I'm really just focused on, like I said, these next, four or five cities, but I welcome, I welcome the help. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you've actually, uh, listened to a lot of our show, but we do have a very deep and strong partnership with, um, bespoke surgical, which is Dr. Evan Goldstein and he's bi-coastal both, um, LA and New York. Um, and his practice is growing. He specifically focuses on, um, the LGBTQ plus community, um, Mainly buttholes. Right. Um, <laughs> we call him the butt whisperer. <laughs> uh, wow. But he he could be a great resource, and uh, I'm Agreed. sure we would be more than happy to connect you to his team. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Peter, um, before before we, we go today, um, I just want to give you an opportunity. One, thank you for joining us on the show today. Uh, it's been lovely to yeah. have you. Uh, <laughs> but please, pimp yourself out. Tell us where our listeners can connect with you, where they can, you know, find any information or even reach out to you if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, just hit, hit us up at uh, support at gaywellness.com. Um, but um, Instagram is really where it's at kind of like a little bit more active. So gay.wellness, G-A-Y dot wellness. And um, well, you all know how to spell gay. Um, anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that's Wait, where it's at. Are you gay? Yeah. G-A-E, is this right? a show? Uh, G-A-E? I'm actually, actually going to come I'm actually going to come out again and tell y'all I'm a 3 or for a loop because I'm kind of bisexual. And so is he. Ah, we have one in the house. Oh, we have guy in the house. Absolutely. The B is not silent, honey. No. <laughs> well, listen, my friend, I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's show. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be in contact um, after our live stream to uh, make sure that we can connect and see how we can help each other out and help you, obviously, in your endeavors. But seriously, we're truly appreciative of the fact that you chose our show to come and talk about this amazing platform that you're building. Thank you so much, guys. I look forward to sharing a clip on all my stuff too and uh, sharing the love too. And yeah, appreciate it. All right. Well, you have yourself a wonderful. Well, I'm thinking you're you're on the uh, West Coast right now. Yeah, he's yes. approaching evening. We're yeah, it's, it's still daylight over there. They're they're like three hours behind. Yeah, we're we're getting a little dark yeah. right now, so we're a little yeah, sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But nonetheless, well, nonetheless, it's wonderful to have you. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you, you two guys. All right. Have a good one. Have a good night. Good night. 
All right, ladies and gents. Sorry, that was a bit abrupt. I didn't mean to do that. But uh, of course, that was Peter DeWitt. He is the founder of uh, GayWellness.com. Uh, please be sure to um, you know check out the website if you're looking for services. Clearly not in the Northeast yet, but we're getting there. Um, and uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So uh, we've got a couple of things that we need to sort of kind of structure through before we say goodbye to you. So I'm going to toss it over to my peoples so that we can go ahead and walk through this. So, uh, Jay, um, no, Jay, no, it's not Jay. It's not Jay. It's Trish. Trish, you're first. I'm going to give you your love. Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, Italian general who called gay people not normal was stripped of his military titles. Fuck off. Number two, Ronda Sanctimonium anti-woke policies have led to serious brain drain in Florida. (laughs) Number three, my late father was the best person I knew and I'll forever cherish what he did when I came out. Oh, all right. Well, Jaybird, it's up to you. You you got this boy. I think I do. I didn't pre-read this one. Let's, it looks different today. Well, we didn't have pictures because Uh, quest wasn't working. My app wasn't working. Yeah. Quest get it together. Sister. So today, August, 28th, 1951, on this day in gay history. Okay. Brought to you by Gay Talk. Is that, uh, is that right? Legitimate <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the, su- the Supreme Court of California rules on Stoneman versus Riley that the mere congre- uh, congregation of homosexuals at a bar was not sufficient grounds for suspending the bar's liquor license. The ruling came in the case of the Black Cat Bar, a San Francisco gay bar that was the target of a 15-year campaign by state and local authorities to shut it down. 15 fucking years. Yeah, and that was in 1951. So if you think about it, it was like well over 15 or 16 years before Stonewall even happened, right? And we know that you see a lot of, 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 you know, raids that kept happening from the 50s all the way through Stonewall where people were just like, you know. So since 1936 through 51. Yeah. They kept trying to pigeonhole. Well, the bar, right, and and basically. trying to take their take, liquor take license, the, the liquor right? License. And and we go back to you know the wow. issues with Stonewall, and you you say to yourself, you know, New York New York had a a, a law in the books that said it was illegal to serve mentally ill people mm-hmm. uh, alcohol. And at the time, homosexuality was considered in some way, shape, or form to be a, a sort of mental illness, which is how they 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 justified going into these bars and doing these raids. Yes. Until, you know, drag queens and trans sisters just had enough and said, fuck you. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, while we know that 1969 in Stonewall is the, the considered to be the birthplace of the modern LGBTQ plus revolution... A lot of it has its history um, it, when some of the cases that were won, you know, in San Francisco and Florida and, 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 excuse me, in California and in the Castro. Here I go again, talking about different states that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Alaska. 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 But anyway. Ma- Maui, Alaska. Maui, Alaska. <laughs> Look it up. I swear to God, it's probably now somewhere. Yeah, I, still, I keep looking it up. It- oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, but- off to you guys. Okay. So here we go on to announcements. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite devices or web browser as long as the episode... As- 
as soon as the episode is published. Just when I was about to say al- she yeah, was on point. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, your listeners can help to support the show with a pledged donations. Get it. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Daddy needs some money. Mm. Next week. We'll be taking the day off. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. We will be taking the day off for Labor Day. Enjoy the last bit of summer we can. I guess we're going to try to take that in. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to schedule some time off of work. Yeah. Yeah. We're all off on Monday. Yeah, no, but I'm talking the rest of the week because I have like 20 days of unused people. But you can donate them (laughs) right over here, darling, because I. Long weekend, Friday through Monday. I will take it. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, I guess. Movies uh, on the patio? Most likely. Yes. Uh, Tom, over to you. Uh, it's it's my turn? Yeah. Oh, I, I want to thank. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> to our guest, uh, Peter DeWitt, founder of the Gay, uh, Gay Wellness. Uh, um, you will find Gay all of the links. Com. Well, I'm not there yet. You can find all of the links <laughs> that will be associated with our guest, uh, Peter DeWitt, tonight um, on our post. And you can visit www.gaywellness.com for more information on products and services that are being offered by this, what we believe to be an amazing service. Trish. I wrote him one sentence. Yeah. That was not one yeah. sentence. Well, you know, she me. goes on a tangent. I love to embellish. On a tangent. Thank you, Tom. At least you learned how to push buttons. All right, everybody. Get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor-developed and can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs and now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal dilation kit. Glass dilation kit. Visit (laughs) futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessory today. Any news on when we're getting Dr. G again? Yeah, he's coming next month. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see him. It's going to be awesome because then our viewers can see him too, right? They haven't been able to see his beautiful face. I should mention, since we're taking next Monday off, Uh following that Monday, we will be switching back to Wednesdays. That's right. That's right. Because, you know, now summer's over. She's going to start doing her board meetings again on Monday. So we're going to have to move over to Wednesday. So So we'll come back on Wednesday. So once we take next week off, we'll come back on Wednesdays on the flip side of that break. Thank you. All right. So I guess it comes down to put a ring on it. Mm. Why why do we keep putting a ring on it? I ask this every single time. Because I put a ring on it. I don't use the rubber. I use a ring. All right. They okay. could be rubber, but they're generally Rings. silicone. No. Yeah. <laughs> Time to put a silicone rubber on it. No. <laughs> our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under pod- audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher Radio. Nick? All right. You can find us on social media Facebook, gaytalk2.0, Instagram, gaytalk2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom? Yeah. We're going to try. All right. Well, ladies and gents, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website and click on the contact us tab at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments. You can suggest topics, suggestions, (laughs) submit a question for the cast. Oh, my God. I had so such a hard time with that that. or an individual host or and much more. You can also call us and leave us any questions you may have via voice message and we can answer those for you right here on the show live. Um, Just call 334-GAY-TALK and if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Before I sign off, I do want to 
just quickly say some one more thing, which I put in the notes, and I knew that I was probably going to forget, and I didn't want to. So, and that is uh, to welcome our newest Patreon subscriber. His name is Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Thank and, you, Lee. Um, that being said, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish.